Okay, I'm so dang excited about this podcast episode. Honestly, it was recorded a few weeks ago, and I have just been so eager to get it out to the people. So before I introduce Pearl, introduce this topic and why I brought her on, I just really quickly wanted to let you know the doors for the Accomplished Mind Method are open right now. And honestly, this program is life. It is everything. This is going to change your experience of ADHD 5,000%, right? And I was even thinking about my mission the other day, and I was like, I need to open this up to more people because if I'm truly changing an ADHD paradigm, I need to be opening this to other people who don't just have businesses because I truly believe in my core that all of the principles that you need to be a successful business owner with ADHD are also things that you need to be the CEO of your fucking life, right? And how do we lean into that? So that's everything you learn in the Accomplished Mind Method. So I just wanted to let you know the doors are open. We're going to dive into honestly everything. It's all about lifestyle-based strategies that actually work. It's not any magic pills. It's not any thing that you're like, what is it, right? It's so simple. I bring it back to the absolute simplicity for you to be able to take action on. And one of the reasons that my clients have so much success inside of all of my programs is because everything is action-based, right? Unlike other coaches or mentors or anything like that, I've never seen anything like it in the space, right? I've spent so much money investing into this program to get it to a place where it's really easy for you to execute on. And it's just so simple and step-by-step. And that's why my clients have such amazing results. Like in the last couple episodes that you've uh, listened to, you've heard some amazing success stories from Eric and Bree. And it's just so near and dear to my heart because really your entire life changes. And what I desire for you is to experience what I've experienced And honestly, it's just freedom. There's no other explanation. It's pure freedom. It's so amazing because rather than being caught up in your ADHD symptoms of scattered, overwhelmed, feeling chaos, like feeling like you're caught in the chaos, you're actually just able to wake up in the morning and move forward with like your big fuck off goals rather than fighting with your brain. And that's what I desire so deeply for you. So yeah, I have the uh, the link down in the show notes. I had to think about that for a second. I have the link down in the show notes for you to um, hop onto a call with me. You can either send me a DM on Instagram as well, and we can just chat about it. We don't have to get on a call. If you have any questions, um, let me know, um, just so that we can make sure that it's the right fit for you. Because everybody that does come into the program, I want to vet everybody and make sure that it's a really good fit for both of us. So yeah, I'm so excited. So Without any further ado, I wanted to tell you why I wanted to bring the most amazing fucking guest on, okay? This is one of my beautiful friends, Pearl Cece, and she is just an absolute powerhouse. And I wanted to bring her on because as you guys know, I don't really care about what the science is. I'm all about doing, taking action, leaning into what has worked for me. And to be honest, it's not like I don't care about the science. It just doesn't interest me. And for a long time, I shamed myself about that because I was like, well, Anne-Marie, you should be interested in the science. And then I was just like, you know what? I just don't care. Like, it's not my zone of genius. It's not where I live. But I know there's so many people who really want to understand the background behind everything. And 
I've had many conversations with Pearl, um, just talking about our philosophies and our ideas, and we align on just so many things. And she is truly a fucking expert on food, the science behind all of it, because she um, went to school to be a dietitian. She shares her beautiful journey on where she's at now and who she serves. And honestly, just the way that she explains food and how it it impacts us and the way that we show up is just so easy. And that's really why I, why I wanted to bring her on because she's just so well-versed, so fucking knowledgeable. She's my science gal, <laughs> right? And it's just amazing. So... Okay, so Pearl is a multi-passionate health and mindset coach for entrepreneurs. She helps entrepreneurs 10x their energy with her proven formula to increase productivity, focus, and happiness. She is on a mission to help a thousand entrepreneurs to make more impact and income without burning out as they're building their empires. Dancing is also a huge part of her movement, and she believes dancing and moving through emotions can be massively transformative and healing. She believes everyone has the ability to tap into their next level energy and achieve their fullest potential in life. So I also want to invite you to go down into the show notes here, click her Instagram handle because I have it down there for you and head over and and follow her and slide into her DMs. Honestly, I fucking love Pearl so much. Her energy is absolutely amazing. And you're just going to want to be part of her community because you are going to see she literally is embodied in somebody who has so much energy and it honestly fucking inspires me so much. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am the leading mentor for business owners with ADHD. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD, and I've overcome all of my symptoms naturally without the help of doctors. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you discover the power of natural solutions to navigate your ADHD symptoms so that you can stop procrastinating and you can finally get shit done. So within this podcast, you will find the skills, tools, and strategies that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal is to give you step-by-step guidance to show you how you can become a powerful CEO so that you can create the business that you've always been dreaming of. So if you're looking to level up your business and you're someone who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. Okay, so I don't know how I was not going to giggle for the introduction of this, but I'm so freaking excited to have you here because I feel like we vibe all the time and the things that we talk about are just like, we go hundred miles an hour. And I remember last week I was like, yeah, tell me your story. We're like, no, we'll talk about it on the podcast. And it's so funny because we have so much to talk about all the time since we met and it's just a freaking vibe. So I'm so excited to just dive into like your history your experience with food, because I know that you've had a really amazing journey with it as well. Um, so yeah, what, tell me, Pearl, what <laughs> got you into like this arena of like health coaching, like all the things? Yeah, well, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And meeting you has been such a blessing. Like you're one of my favorite humans. And so it's so fun to be on your podcast. And so what got me into this arena? When I was younger, my true passion was dancing, always has been. And Later in my life, I brought it back to my career, but because I was told I wasn't allowed to be a dancer because it wasn't a real job. And you know, like the things that you're told when you're younger around how things are supposed to be. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I like food. And so I wanted something with food and that was my second interest. So I started to look into programs and see what I could do with it. But I didn't find anything at first. And I wanted to be a chef actually, because I wanted, I love eating really good food. And I took like a short weekend chef kind of 
experience, like a mini course or whatever. I don't know what it was called back then, but like a three-day experience. And I was like, actually, I don't want to be a chef. So I want to more so help people with their healthy habits and support them through their health. Because I noticed in school, when I was in high school, a lot of people, a lot of my friends, like felt low energy, like weren't eating as healthy. They just were experiencing other things that I wasn't experiencing at that age. And I was like, huh, like, I wonder if it's like something to do with how they eat or like their environment. And then, you know, some people in my family have had like health issues. And I was like, I'm pretty sure food has a big role in that. Something was just like, I should dive into this. And so, yeah, I just want to help people feel really good and have more energy like I did. And so I dove into Google searching like food related jobs. Like literally I would just search food related jobs. I and that, that. <laughs> came up. And I was like, oh, what the heck's a dietitian? I'm like, what is this? I've never heard this in my life. And so I did some research and I looked into being a dietitian. I actually emailed a bunch of dietitians to ask them, be like, hey, like, I want to learn more about your field, about your role, like, tell me more. And so I actually had interviews with dietitians and did all the research. And I said, you know, I think this might be a good choice. Like, it feels good. It's a um, long program, but sounds like a good, stable job at the end. You know, the whole thing, like, you got to get a stable job. So yeah. anyway. I did that. So I pursued dietetics. It took me six years to get my degree because it's a quite intense program and it's very competitive here in BC anyway. There's only one program in BC. So everyone applies to the one dietetics program and they only allow 30 people in per year. So it took me three years to get into this program, but I like kept going. I got rejected two times. I was like, I'm going to do it because this is like what I wanted to do. And so I went through the whole process, long story short, became a dietitian, you know, graduated, got the thing. I was so happy. I got my hospital job literally the day after I graduated. So I just went straight into working in hospital after I graduated. And then I shortly came to realize how many restrictions and regulations and rules and how they were operating things in the hospital setting in terms of health and wellness was not really optimal. Like everything I learned in school, what was actually being done in the hospital setting was like, not the vibe. And I was like, wait, like if we're both supposed to help people heal and be healthy, like we're not actually doing that in a hospital setting. Right. And so there's a lot of discrepancies there. And I could just feel I was not in alignment. My soul wasn't happy. Like I would go to work. I was really depressed, like working with sick patients, people that weren't actually motivated to do the thing. Like I would go to their bedside and these, the, like this guy just had a heart attack. Right. He's like, you know, trying to recover. And I'm here like, Hey, tell me how many veggies you eat during the day. And he's like, I literally don't give a shit. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. And so working with patients like that, and I don't blame them. Like, that's not the setting. It's not the place to mm-hmm. work with healthy habits. And there, it's a long-term lifestyle change. You're not going to do that from one session at the hospital. So I just feel like I wasn't making an impact. I was useless. Like, I just, I didn't know if they were actually absorbing the information. Like, they would go home after. I wouldn't see them again. I was like, are they okay? And probably just went back to old habits. Yeah. I felt really unfulfilled in the role. And I just knew it wasn't for me. And so I started actually taking on my own clients on the side, do my own coaching on the side. And then an incident happened where I had to give up my dietitian, dietitian regulation, my not my regulation, my um, license, because they also monitor and want you to have a certain way of speaking on social media. And I post, I've always posted on social media. It's a thing I love. I just share my thoughts and my advice and things that have worked and research I've done. And I wasn't following the guidelines and I was posting outside of our kind of not delegation, but outside of our, the word I'm looking for is not coming, but we have certain rules to follow within our designation. Mm -hmm. 
So I was posting outside of it and someone reported me and they were like, oh, well, you're not following the rules to be a dietitian. And they did this whole like deep research into my page. And they're like, you're not following blah, blah, blah. You can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. You're not allowed to say that. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, like I like, excuse me, what? Like, I was just sharing like literally health information mm-hmm. because it wasn't nutrition only. I'm not a I'm not allowed to speak outside of my scope of practice. And I was like, that's absolutely bullshit. Like I should be able to share a more holistic view of health because health is not just what you eat. It's also yeah. like exercising, how you move, how you think other things. Like there's so much more to health and yeah. you can't talk about that. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep posting on social media. So they're like, well, then you have to give up your license. I was like, yeah, I'll give it up. And so gave that up, pursued my own career, online coaching. Now I'm here and now it's evolved into a much more holistic practice where I involve so many other things like movement, mindset, you know, stress management, dancing, releasing trapped emotions, like the the whole mind, body, soul, like holistic health, because health is really more than just what you eat. So that's my long story short. Yeah. I honestly, I love that so much. I didn't know that story about your, um, dietitian license. I, I remember we had a conversation one time and, you know, we were talking in general because for me, I'm not a dietitian. I've never done any health coaching certification or anything like that. Right. Like for me, it's been all connecting with my network, learning from them, using myself as an experiment finding out, oh my God, like eating whole foods literally got rid of so many of the symptoms that I was experiencing with ADHD. And so then I was like, okay, cool. At first I had so many like shadows coming up about it because I was like, well, who am I? Who's going to believe me? Right. Mm -hmm. And so then I started my new program or I started and incorporated food into my program. And it's just all about focusing on eating whole foods, like real foods, right. Rather than having so many processed foods. And I was starting to see my clients were having the exact same results. Right. And so I think it's so important to like have your perspective because you're truly educated. And to me, when you said that you were like, there was too many restrictions put on me. I was like, Oh my gosh, because there's other people who are in the space who are dietitians and they come at me so hard that I'm posting misinformation. Right. And I'm like, I'm not posting misinformation. It just goes against what you were specifically trained in. Right. And um, so I guess I'm curious to know like where, um, because I know that there's the the balance of science and then also like, you know, for yourself, like you said, there was other things that were really missing in terms of the practice of dietetics. Like how do you find you incorporate the blend of the two, I guess, together in your practice? Yeah, great question. There definitely is like so many different ways to go about it. And for me, it's like a blend of the science, but also like the the energetics, I would say, of it. Like I truly believe, yes, there's so much value in the science and what we have and the data and, and the statistics and all the things that we know, but also to a s- extent it, oh, it's limited. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone's lived experience is also valuable data. And so I love to bring the two in. It's like with my coaching, I'm like, okay, this is what I know from my research. This is not the only information out there, but here's why I know that's been working what I've learned and let's see how it works for you. Let's see how you feel about it. Let's see how your body responds to it. Cause everyone has different things that they feel better about and ways to go about living their healthy life is not one way one size fits all and so it's very much like a collaboration and an exploration of figuring out what your and I call this like your your unique energy equation is like every I'm all about optimizing your energy through like eating food nutrition you know movement mindset all that stuff so what is your unique equation when it comes to what you need to eat how you need to move 
you know, your sleeping schedule, like all these things to help you be the most optimized version of yourself. And it's going to look different for everyone else. And so I really like to blend. I'm also spiritual. So I blend like the energetics of like how you're thinking. Are you tapping into your intuition? Are you aligned with like what your body is responding to you? And then also what's the, like, what's the science background, but really always coming back to you and your body and how it feels for you and then tweaking it based on what you're responding to. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I love this so much. And, um, I think that like, for me, I'm not about the science. Like I literally could care less what any science basically says, because the reality is like, cool, I'm going to try something. And if it works for me, it works for me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So it's like, I don't care what the research says. And I think that's why, you know, I had so much success in overcoming all of my symptoms because I literally just could not give a shit anymore. (laughs) And I think it's so important that you bring that point up is like finding what actually works for you. Um, so one of the things that I actually wanted to ask you about next was what is the, because food, I know we talk a lot about so many things that are like in common, you know, general well-being, like movement, all the things, sleeping, food, all of that. Um, in terms of the connection between our gut and our brain, right? I'm so curious to know your perspective on this. Like what is the connection there, right? Between eating whole foods and eating maybe like a diet that's not as nutrient rich. How does that, like, what's the connection? How does that impact your brain? If you are somebody and you want to increase your ability to focus, it's not just about sitting at your desk for eight to 12 hours a day, getting as much work done as you can, working on one task at a time. Well, yes, that's the tiniest fraction about what focus is. Focus is actually a lifestyle. And when you understand the greater picture of how focus comes into play, through all of the actions that you're taking throughout your day, it really allows you to change your relationship with focus, right? Because when you sit at your desk, it is just a reflection of everything else that's happening in your life. And I wanted to invite you into my amazing freaking masterclass called High Performance Focus. And honestly, it is a free masterclass that is going to change your life and it's going to change your perspective on focus because it's honestly all of my life's work taken and put into one masterclass that is just going to change the entire game for you. So I do not hold back in this masterclass. I give you everything that is totally up to date, exactly where I am right now. And it's just going to totally change the game for you. So make sure that you click the link down in the show notes here and download that one for free. Yeah, that's a great question. And so the gut health, I mean, everyone is a huge thing right now, gut health, gut health. And it's for a good reason. Like one thing that a lot of people don't know about is like, we actually have more bacterial cells in our body than human cells. And so we have about 10 times more. So if people, if you take like our genome, which is like all the cells in our body, our genome and like spread it out, like, and they take like the percentage of how many human cells we have versus bacterial cells, we have 10 times more bacterial cells. And so, and most of those are in our gastrointestinal tract and majority of those are in our um, lower not lower, our large intestine, right? Small, large intestine. So that tells us like the immense importance of how we need to fuel our bacterial cells specifically. Like, yes, our human cells are important, but our bacterial cells actually support our human cells. And one thing that I like to compare this to is like, we are the host for our bacteria and bacteria's only goal is to reproduce. So all they want to do, they want to have a healthy host, they want to reproduce, right? And so when we are not providing our body and not supporting it to provide a healthy environment for our bacteria, 
they are like, oh, well, this is not a good home. Like, I don't want to be here because I'm not being nourished, not being fed well. I'm not getting the support and the, the, the trust or the love I need, right? Like, I, I need certain nutrients, but I'm not getting it. And so over time, and this is how I word it, and this is not like the most scientifically correct, but like, it makes sense to me. And so it's like, okay, when you're not in a healthy home, you want to leave. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? But the only way for the bacteria to leave because they're in our body is to make us sick and to die. And so really it's like, the more you are not serving and supporting your bacteria, the sicker you're going to get. Cause they're like, I don't want to be in this home. I'm not being supported. Like when you have a parent that you hate, you're like, I want to leave. Fuck the parents. Like I'm going to leave. You know what I mean? And so it's like your bacteria just, they want to, they want a healthy home. That's really it. And the more healthy your home can be, the better, the longer you're going to live. Cause your bacteria wants to live forever. So the more you can support your bacteria to have a healthy host, they're going to want to stay there. Of course. Like, why would I leave this home? This is amazing. And the longer you're going to live. So that ties into like longevity. And so supporting your gut health is really the key to like overall well-being, longevity. And of course our gut is really connected to our brain because there's actually almost as many neurons in our gut as in our brain. And they're all connected. They're always talking to each other. Right. And our vagus nerve, which is the, the nerve in our stomach is directly related to our nervous system and like our mind and our states and being calm or not and just really tapping into a, a state of healing and rest and relaxation is where we activate our nervous system in our vagus nerve which is in the stomach and so there's a lot of things that go into like it's really intricate and like i don't know all the details but i do know like how important it is to support your gut health support your bacteria through eating healthy foods because our bacteria actually only respond to whole foods right like our good bacteria there's a balance of good and bad bacteria right Wait. and so your good bacteria only responds to whole foods. So if you're eating a diet rich in processed foods, right? So like lots of carbs and breads and pastas and cookies and chips and sauces and just anything and everything. What is happening to the good bacteria? Is there like, is it feeding the bad bacteria or how does that work? Yeah. So that's interesting. So I say good and bad, but like we we need both. We need yeah. both our good bacteria and our bad bacteria. But the thing that happens is most of us, we aren't supporting our good bacteria and the bad bacteria tend to overpopulate. Right. And that's what something is called dysbiosis. Like a, a, there's a disbalance in our system when it comes to our bacteria. And so what happens, like our good bacteria's job is to keep the bad bacteria, like kind of controlled. I kind of think of it as like, it's the police of our bodies. Like, hey, okay, you guys are going to like kind of stay here. I'm watching you guys. You're in patrol. Like, we're good. We're at, we're at good levels. But because <laughs> we don't support our good bacteria enough, most humans don't. We have more bad bacteria. And our bad bacteria actually thrive off of processed foods. They thrive off of dysregulation. They're like the criminals of the body. They're like, I want to eat more sugar. I want to eat more junk. Give me more. Yes, like, please. And I don't care about keeping you healthy. I'm not going to support your cells. I just want to fuck shit up. Basically, that's how you are bad bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> that's not and so it's like when we support the bad bacteria by eating like by eating this crap by not moving our bodies by not providing a supportive host they're like this is amazing like i'm just gonna dysregulate your system make you feel like shit make you be anxious make you be depressed like just cause havoc and so that's why you want to have a balance and so because our good bacteria really only so survive and are supported by fiberish food plant based like plant based foods and you know things like that we need to make sure we're eating enough that's why fiber like anyone i talk to i'm like you need to eat more fiber more veggies more plants more fruits more nuts and seeds more whole grains like let's go because that's what really supports our good bacteria 
It's so crazy. Like, as you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, it makes so much sense. Right. I'm just thinking as like when you were a teenager and your parents are away and you have a party and you just like have a bender for like the entire weekend, you feel like crap, you eat all the junk food. Right. And then your parents come home and you're like, I got to clean this place up. I got to start looking after myself. And you're like trying to recover from your hangover. And that's honestly what it kind of sounds like is you know, because we eat so healthy now that actually, like if I go on a weekend bender or something like that, a bender now to me is like going away for the weekend and eating junk food. Right. I don't drink, but like if I have a whole weekend where I eat like crap, I honestly notice like my emotions are all over the place. I can't make decisions. I'm crying for no reason. It's like just so unregulated. And I think it's so interesting because you're saying that I didn't know the vagus nerve was in the stomach. And that's connected to the nervous system. And that makes so much sense because one of the symptoms for ADHD is scattered energy, right? And that feeling of not having a calm and regulated nervous system. And I remember the very first time when I cut out like all quote unquote healthy wraps and healthy, you know, the Ezekiel breads that I was having and all of that kind of stuff. Like when I cut that all out on like day 21, I remember sitting on the couch and I was like, this is so wild. I feel more calm and grounded than I ever have before. And it was like the scattered energy was just like not even a thing. And I didn't realize that is why, because it's connected to the nervous system as well. Yeah, that's so cool. I know it's crazy when you think about it. Like there's such a big impact on our whole system when we are not regulated, not eating well. Yeah, the nervous system is like, honestly, like everything it is nervous system regulation. And I always thought that it was like more so emotional regulation rather than like the physical, like what we're actually feeding our bodies. So I think this is so cool. I'm so excited. I've been like hanging on every word that you've been saying and people saw me right now. My eyes are like huge. I'm like, yeah. And tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. But it's also one thing that people don't also realize is that our blood sugar is also directly related to our nervous system and our subconscious mind, because when we're not eating in a balanced way and we have those high blood sugar, you know, they rise up because we're eating like sugary things or like things are high in processed carbs. And then we crash down when our blood sugars drop below our normal range. It actually signals our body to think we're in danger because when our blood sugars are low, it actually is a dangerous thing for us because we don't have enough blood and energy in the blood to support our vital organs. And so our body's like, oh, our blood sugars are low. Like, oh my gosh, we are in danger. We're going to die. But how that comes out in us is like anxiety, is these thoughts, is feeling scattered, is feeling frantic and hectic and so all all over the place because your blood sugars are low because you're not eating properly. And so your nervous system is like, oh my gosh, like, you know, oh my God, be on alert because we are in danger, but you're not actually in danger. You're just, your blood sugars are low. So that's what happens actually. So a big part of, helping reducing anxiety is eating balanced meals and making sure your blood sugar levels are regulated. And also movement helps with that too. But that's one thing I learned. I was like, damn, like that's really important. That is insane because everything you just listed there are literally symptoms of ADHD, like anxiety, like all the things. And a lot of my clients, when I talk to them, they are, uh, okay, before I actually go into that, what I want to ask you is uh, what causes your blood sugar to drop in terms of like food? Yeah. 
basically what happens is it's just the use of usage of energy. So we have a certain level of energy in our body um, based off of what we eat, what we're eating and our inputs. And so that gives us certain blood sugar levels. Right. But as we consume our sugar levels through, you know, being awake, being alive, you know, using our body functions, we, we're eating, we're thinking our brain uses actually 20 percent of our energy, which is the most of our energy, all organs. So our brain is actually a really most important organ to fuel. And, you know, our brain will use a lot of energy. We're thinking. So as we use it, it's kind of like a battery. Our blood sugars drop as we're using our body and our energy. So we need to refill it by eating balanced meals. And so that's what causes and also exercising. Anything that uses energy, like through movement, through thinking, helps our or cause our blood sugars to go down. And then we got to eat. And it's like a, you know, just rebalancing, recharging your battery, right? But we're not usually recharging it well. So we feel like drained and all these symptoms that we experience when we're not properly fueling ourselves. Well, honestly, like my mind right now is just like so blown as you like drink your coffee. You're just like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> my water, I'll drink coffee, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I love coffee, but anyways. Okay. So, um, I forget what I was going to ask you before, before we kind of went back to that, but yeah, I think the, because I didn't actually even understand what caused the drop in blood sugar, but I just knew there would be sometimes when it was like, yeah, if I have a lot of carbs or something like that and you're not eating protein with like, you know, good fat or something like that. I noticed that, yeah, later in the day, I'll start craving more. If I, you know, I used to fast for a long time in the mornings and I just don't do that anymore because I noticed Mm -hmm. that like in the afternoon, sometimes then I would start craving more like sugary things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's something I want to share too. This came through because to explain a little more. So what happens and why our blood sugar spike higher when we don't eat balanced meals and like fiber and protein with our meals is because when we eat something that has glucose in it, glucose triggers a response in our body to release insulin, right? And insulin is the hormone that tells our body to absorb things. So basically insulin is a thing that's like, Hey, there's food in our bloodstream cells, take the food or take the energy, take the sugar. And so when we have more insulin in our body being released through eating, you know, foods that are not as balanced and have higher levels of carbohydrates, our blood sugars also drop because the food goes into or the energy goes into our cells from the bloodstream, right? So, and when that happens in a rapid pace, our everything gets sucked up really fast because, like, oh, there's so much, so much abundance. Let's gobble it all up, right? And then your blood sugars will drop lower. That's what causes the spike and the crash and the spike and the crash because there's so much abundance in your cells. Like, oh my god. And then it's like, oh, and it's all gone. Your blood sugar is like, like down. You're like, well, what happened? But when you're eating like fiber rich foods, adding proteins, balanced meals, and you know, whole food sources of carbohydrates and in a balanced manner, it's a slower release of insulin. And because your body needs to digest more things around the carbs, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. now there's fat molecules and there's protein and your body's like, okay, got to get to the carbs. And so it's a much slower release of the glucose into the bloodstream, which means uh, a slower release of the insulin and it's a slower uptake of your energy, of your sugars. And so your blood sugars don't go like up and down really high. It's like a small trickle. And it's like, you want that small, slow wave. And so that's actually what also helps your blood sugar stay more stable and not like really reduce because less insulin is being released at one time. Right. Okay. Oh my God. This makes so much sense. So you explain it in such like a simple way. So, um, and I can't believe that your brain uses 20% of energy. Like that's wild. It's huge. It's huge. 
That's so crazy. So what are some things, I guess, because I know that you obviously specialize in energy. Um, what are some things that I guess help people in terms of like mental clarity? Like for me, focus means mental clarity, having the ability to make decisions, be alert. Um, so similarities, right? Energy is so important in all of that. Like what are some foods that or ways, I guess, that you like to recommend that people focus on, I guess, increasing, yeah, like focus and energy and mental clarity and all the things. Yeah, for sure. And so there's a lot of ways we can do this, but the best ways are to, of course, nourish your body with, especially like antioxidant-rich foods, anti-inflammatory foods, right? A lot of plant-based foods, things that have fiber in them. Why this is, why we feel brain fog and like lack of clarity, lack of focus is because when we eat foods that are pro-inflammatory that cause inflammation in our cells, for example, processed foods, you know, high fat foods, sugary foods, things, you know, things, deep fried foods, all the things, it causes inflammation, like physical, like literal inflammation in our brain. That's why our brain feels foggy. That's why we can't have proper thoughts and we're not clear because your brain is like literally inflamed. And so you want to make sure you're eating more like leafy, dark leafy greens, blueberries, like fruits, things that are high in fiber, you know, things that have really good nutrient density, because that helps us reduce the inflammation that we cause in our body when we're eating things. Also stress causes inflammation too. So I always mention like your thoughts also cause you to experience stress and like negative effects to the brain and the other cells. Cause every single thought you have actually has a ripple effect in terms of what currents or what neurotransmitters or what gets released in the body because our thoughts are directly like responding to everything. And so if you're thinking thoughts that cause you more stress, that release more negative pathways that have more, you know, negative loops, I would say in terms of the emotions you're feeling, that's also going to affect how you're functioning because your thoughts and your emotions and feelings are actually really a baseline for how you're going to act, how you're going to feel, how you're going to interact with others or even yourself and how you're going to work. And so your thoughts make an impact on all your cells. And so making sure you're thinking supportive thoughts, like shifting your mindset, doing the mindset work is so important because every thought really impacts your body and your cells. That's one thing I always talk about too. And then movement, movement is really important, especially for the brain. Cause when we move, we create something that's called BDNF, which is brain derived nootropic factor. And, you know, everyone talks about nootropics and like, you know, all the fat and the pills and the blah, which are cool. Like I don't really support, like, I'm not a big fan of all these supplements and stuff, but like the most natural and best nootropic is produced when we move our body. And that actually supports our brain. What nootropics do, what the BDNF does, it helps your brain create more neural connections faster, supports our memory, supports our brain function. So I call it the brain juice, which I mentioned when you were in our challenge, but it's our brain juice. It helps support our brain and fertilize our brain for all the goodness it does. So just move your body, you know, move your body, eat healthy foods, watch your thoughts. And like, you will see a really big shift in mental clarity and how you show up and how you feel. Yeah, honestly. And I think it's so underrated, like so underrated. And that's literally the basic foundations and people overlook it because they think it can't be that simple. And really it is that simple. And when you actually lean into your wellness and your health and actually prioritizing you over your business, business comes second, everything starts to fall into place. And that's what I'm, I know you see that with your clients all the time. I see that with my clients and it's like, really, you just have to fucking look after yourself. And it's a mind, body, soul connection. It's not just 
because I, I think a lot of people, um, the way that they perceive ADHD is that it's just a brain thing and it's mm-hmm. not in the slightest. It's how you're using your energy source, your life source, your body, your vessel, what you're feeling yourself. And exactly like you mentioned about the the thoughts, like it's a holistic component. Yeah. hundred percent. Like it gets to be so simple because it's beautiful and it does, it's not meant to be complicated. Like when my clients, we did a five day challenge and they were like in three days, like, Oh my God, kind of what happened in three days? Like, and all we did was the basics. Like yeah. all you need to do is you master the basics consistently over time. And you're going to mm-hmm. feel way better than you ever have because it's all about just taking care of your body in the most simple way. And that way that feels good for you, but it's really not complicated. And people think it needs to be, you know, society's made it like, Oh, you gotta do this and buy this and do that and do that. And do this, de- this detox and this fat diet. Well, it's like, actually, no, they're trying to make it complicated. It's really not. <laughs> I know the supplements too. Like, I think that's such a great, um, a great thing. Like I take only two very basic supplements, you know, like my iron is low right now. A lot of women have that in common. So I'm taking iron and then magnesium at nights to help me sleep. And, you know, I don't go down the rabbit holes of everything else. And I think so many people get caught up in too many other things, right? Like supplements, the timers, the, oh, well, I'm I'm just going to, I don't know. They'll try and like, you know, I always say focus happens and it's cultivated away from your desk. The moment that you sit down, your level of focus is already determined by what you did in the last week. Right? So it's it's not like and and what you're seeing as a result of you sitting at your computer is a reflection of what happened in the what you've been doing and how you've been operating. Yeah. Mm. Right? And how you've been looking after yourself. And it's just so good. Like I literally feel like we could have this conversation for freaking ever and just the amount of like wisdom and information and just you're so well-spoken on all of this stuff that it just goes to show like, you know, your shit, you know what you're talking about. And honestly, this stuff is so basic. And I think the more people in the industry that can be having this perspective, like for me, especially in terms of ADHD, like there's so many other things that are happening. Like, yeah, the mindset, the the fears, the being able to support yourself, regulate your emotions, like everything that we've kind of been talking about, right? Once you have those foundations set in place, which is honestly a lot of stuff and it makes crazy fucking impact, when you have all of those things dialed in, then you can point the finger at ADHD for you feeling scattered or you feeling whatever. But it's like, at that point, there is no fingers to fucking point because you're going to realize that everything's gone. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yes. So true. (laughs) And it's so like, just exciting and empowering to watch people really step into that and have those realizations. Like, I know you have the same, like three days, that's all it took your clients three days, right? Like, it takes no time. It takes no time, just awareness of, and being intentional with it when you're doing it. Right. Exactly. hundred percent. And I think there's a big misconception. Like it has to be this whole like long process. Like it doesn't have to be this, like takes forever to get healthy, but you need to stick to it. Like you can feel differences within days, but of course it's going to improve and get better and better when you stick to it for a longer period of time. Right. Yeah. And so I just believe it's like a consistency thing. It's a keep it basic so you can stick to it as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening, no matter where they are on their journey, if there's somebody who's like a total health nut eating complete whole foods, but they're still kind of like struggling with maybe a couple wellness things to somebody who's like brand new and they're feeling really daunted about like all of this new information, right? Because maybe they don't have any form of whole foods incorporated in their diet. What would be like one thing that people could take away from today that, 
or one thing that you always preach to your clients that they can essentially implement in a really easy way? Yeah, I think the most, the biggest thing that comes to me is like eat balanced meals. So, and I'm not a big fan of like telling you like, oh, you can't eat all these things. Like, of course, there's things you want to reduce your intake of like the more sugary fat, deep fried things. But when it comes to what you're eating on a daily basis, just look at your plate and ask yourself, is this balanced? Like, do I have a carb? Do I have a protein? Do I have some fiber rich foods, which are vegetables or fruits? Do I have some healthy fats? And look at your plate, that's all. And be like, okay, well, I could probably add some more veggies here. Most people need to add more veggies. Oh, I actually don't have a protein. Let me add a protein source. Uh, maybe I could like have less carbs so I can add more veggies. And like, just do this every single time you eat and get into the narrative of asking yourself, like every time I eat, I'm like, is this balanced? Yeah, oh, I actually could probably be a little more. And like, every day is gonna look different. Like, yes, but getting yourself in that habit, eating more balanced meals will do a world of a difference with your energy, your blood sugar balance, your insulin release, like how you're feeling, your mood. And it just, just impacts so much. And of course, supporting your gut health. And so just asking yourself those things and looking at every meal and tweaking a little bit as needed and over time will get better and better and you'll feel the little impacts and so yeah that's why i'd say yeah. that's the biggest thing i tell everyone to do i love that more conscious eating like just stopping for a second yeah. before you consume and looking and being like okay is this gonna work for me is this supporting me <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. it only takes a split second of just being really intentional yeah a hundred percent i love that I feel like we could literally talk forever and I feel like we're going to be doing part two, three, four, a bajillion yeah, times over. <laughs> also, I can't wait to have you on mine too. It's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Um, so yeah, I just want to be mindful of your time. How can people work with you? Um, what do you, what do you have going on right now? Um, I'm obviously going to put all your links in the show notes here, but yeah. How can people connect with you? How can they work with you? All the things. Yeah. So what's coming up for me is my signature program, the energy equation. So basically goes over everything I just talked about, but I really tap into like a mind, body, soul connection in terms of tapping into your energy. And so making sure you're in alignment, making sure your mindset is right, eating foods that support you, moving your body, optimizing your sleep, right? And going through the whole process of the energy equation to help you feel the best you ever felt, have consistent energy, clear mind, right? Feeling just really good in your body. And that's my main goal. And so we start that in a couple of weeks, super excited for that. And then I also have a membership because dance fitness is the bomb.com. So I do dance fitness memberships as well. So if that, that any of those are your vibe, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram. It's always open for people to chat and that'll be linked in the show notes, but it's at Pearl CC. And I'm so grateful to have you and thank you for having me on. It's been a blast last. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you here. And I was going to shout out if you're someone who's local in Vancouver, you need to reach out to her and you have to come to the live dance events that you host every second Wednesday, because they're a freaking vibe. And honestly, I'm just so grateful for you. If you guys, anything resonated with you that Pearl said, please go connect with her. Her energy is always so fucking amazing. And, you know, not just in terms of like how you're coaching, but who you are as a person, you know, all the time, no matter what is happening in your life, you move through challenges so gracefully and you always have this very optimistic perspective on life. And it's so refreshing because it's not something that you see all the time of people moving through challenges with so much grace. And that's something that is really, you're really rooted in that. And it allows people to come to you and feel really anchored within you because you're just this beaming light of like, it's going to be fucking okay. And we're going to move forward and it's going to be more than okay. It's going to be fucking amazing. And really just focusing on those things, you know? So it's, 
it's fucking awesome. And I'm so yeah. glad to have you in my circle. I love you so much. And I'm so grateful that you came on here. Oh, thank you, Amber. You're so sweet. I love you too. Like seriously, meeting you has been such a blessing and I know we're going to do big, amazing things. I love what you're doing. And yeah, I'm just so excited to keep killing it and keep supporting people to really optimize in their health and realizing you do get to feel incredible and not have any symptoms you're experiencing. And so we're doing amazing work and I love you so much. Oh, I love you so much. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode today. I am so grateful to have you a part of this community. Not only that, you are a huge part of this movement that has begun in the ADHD space. And the fact that you're here means that you're open-minded enough to challenge the status quo and you are at the forefront of this movement with me. So I would be so appreciative if you could share this on social media and leave a five-star review. It will help us gain more momentum and we can collectively shift the dialogue about ADHD. Thanks so much and I'll see you next time.